Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Good news coming out of California. Frustrated by out-of-control increases in drug overdose deaths. They're trying to find a way to get people sober. So they're going to pay you to be sober. All you have to do is say, yeah, I'm going to quit doing the drugs I'm on and I'll get a check. And then if you get a negative drug test after that, they raise it. They give you more money. It doesn't say in the story, after I stay, I'm going to participate in the contingency management program, whether or not I test positive how many times before they cancel the check. So if I say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be sober, give me that check for $300, please. And then I use the 300 to go buy some more of whatever drug I'm using, uh, if I test positive the next time, because I won't get the raise. I know that, okay? I, you won't, I won't get the extra money. I know, yeah. Darn it, I fell off the wagon. I know I didn't want to shoot up with that money, but I did. How many times has that happened before they say, you know, you're not going to get the check anymore. We're not going to pay you. I bet never. He's trying. He's really trying. Apparently, the government has been doing this with the military. Addictors. Wait. Uh, the people who are on meth and cocaine, since there's no no pharmaceutical medicines that can help get you off of that, they figure, hey, we'll pay you some extra money. Just be sober, okay? Sure. Okay, I'll stay off the meth and the cocaine. Will you believe me? Yes, we will. Okay, I'm off of it then. We've just put the money into your bank account. Thank you. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So we've got a lot going on around the world and throughout the country, no question. And we'll get to it. I'm going to try. We'll do a little bit... No, maybe we won't. I don't even want to mention it this early on because I've had just about enough of Afghanistan. It's horrific what happened. It's disgusting that our administration has allowed this cluster to happen. And I just drives me insane. We'll get to a little bit of that as we, as we move on with the program today. But maybe one of the reasons that we are impossible that we're in this position is well let's just use this example harvard university has just put in place for their spiritual leader an atheist no wait the spiritual leader right the good news is is he's going to be coordinating the campus christians the Jewish people, the Hindus, the Buddhists. I'm sure Harvard has got just a... I mean, you won't be able to tell the amount of Christians and Jews and Hindus and Buddhists and the assorted other religious communities. So Greg Epstein, uh, 44-year-old uh, Greg Epstein, does not identify with any of those traditional religions. Oh, he's spit. Bits on those religions. 
he is an atheist. So despite despite his belief, uh, his disbelief in a higher power, um, and he's been the author of the book Good Without God. Oh, oh okay. No, no problem. Hey, you know, you wrote that book, Good Without God. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, how would you like to be put in charge? <laughs> uh, we can put you in charge of the whole church's religious people. You can take them all over. We'll make you the new. You know what? You could be the chaplain. That's what you could be. Um, But I'm really good without God. Yeah, but these people aren't. That's the thing. So there's going to be Buddhists and there's going to be, you know, those Jews and there's going to be the, those ah, those God believers, the people who are actually good with God. <laughs> Man, I do not like those people. And, you know, there's the whole Hindus and a few of the, you know, the other assorted religions. And you could just bring them all together. <laughs> oh, oh. Good times. Good times. Wait, I should actually say amen. As long as we're on track where we're at here in this country, we might as well stay in the United States and know that in Iowa, um, House File 415, which became law when it passed as an amendment to a larger piece of legislation in Iowa, requires Iowa public schools to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and show the U.S. flag at least once a day. <laughs> you bastards. How dare you? Now, lawmakers wrote the bill after realizing that Iowa is one of the few states that did not already require the resuscitation of the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag. No, I better not do that. I might get it wrong. I'm just kidding. I know the pledge. Don't look at me like that. And it was so on. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the the United States of America. That's right. Yeah. For which it stands. And it's like this one nation thing under the guy. The guy that goes by the name of God. And we're supposed to be indivisible with a couple of things. What is it? Liberty. Oh yeah. And justice. And it's supposed to be for everybody for all. That's right. Amen. Oh, you don't have to put that at the end. It's not a prayer. I think that's it. Anyway, the representative Carter Nordman, Carter Nordman from Iowa tweeted out a voicemail that he received and it, well, and his tweet actually was, I'm a just leave this here. Yes, this message is for Carter Nordman. My understanding that you are the Iowa State Representative who included language that requires all Iowa schools to lead the Pledge of Allegiance once a day in grades 1 through 12. Uh When did we start teaching white nationalism in schools? Because that's exactly what the f*** you're doing, sir, and you have absolutely no right to require something like that. Uh Our children aren't proud to be American. Maybe the white suburban kids out in Adele are proud to be American because 
their rights are afforded to them every day and they don't have to fight for them. Right. But for the rest of us who are women, uh, uh, the poor, the elderly, right. uh, the minorities, we're not so proud. What are we proud of? We're proud of our racist history. We're proud of our racist roots. Is that what we're proud of? Yeah. We're proud of the fact that not all citizens in the United States are afforded the same rights and the same privileges like as the blonde-haired, blue-eyed ones. Really not true. That's a bunch of colonizer <laughs> Carter, and the fact that you're <laughs> perpetuating that is disgusting. Keep that the... out in the suburbs. Right. You want to teach Thank your kid to be a white nationalist? You can do it. But you and Tim Reynolds are oh, disgusting, yeah, you and, and you have absolutely no right to require that a public school teach children to be U.S. nationalists. You and legislation so i like that and it's really funny and it makes you think come on now but i don't think it's real after i listened to it the second time the first time you listen to it you think oh man come on this person lady can't you know can't believe this i can't believe someone thinks like this i don't think she does i think it's not real i think this is just a put on voicemail a call-in prank to Carter's voicemail. But if she believes it, God bless the USA. Right? Right. Because, hey, um, we do actually uh, afford the same rights and same privileges to everyone. (laughs) Not just those blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know you think it was just a bunch of colonizer bullcrap, but uh, it's not really. It's all part of what the country was based on. But I don't think it's real. And you really should say amen and get down on your knees, even though you're a white colonizer, and uh, say a prayer for the lives of the 13 Marines that were lost in Afghanistan yesterday, really, really, really sad. And it's very frustrating, this administration. And I try to stay away from politics on this show. And this is Chewing the Fat. It's Fat Pile Friday. I know. I'm sorry. But it was horrible. And the whole thing just pisses me off that it's like this. And it didn't have to be like this. It didn't have to be like this at all, Mr. President. But when we have people out there continuing to promote, well, well, like Vice, for example, who tweeted, while many vets are being outed as far-right extremists, are they? See, I think that's the same people that are making those phone calls to Carter in Iowa. It's the same bull crap. It's not real. But they're outing the far-right extremists. One branch keeps popping up when it comes to neo-Nazis, the United States Marine Corps. Now, I know how I would respond to that. I'm not sure how you would respond. But I will say that Megan McCain, who... Am I a fan of Megan? Not really. I mean, she's... You know, great show that she's on. What's it called again? Is it The Talk? No, she's not on The Talk. She's on the... That's right, she's on the view, yeah. She might have left now, right? Maybe she left. Maybe she got pissed. All right, hold on, we got to know. Please hold. Thank you 
Your listenership is very important to us, but we're busy right now. We'll get to you as soon as we can. Thank you for holding. Your listenership is very important to us. We'll be with you moment. Hello? Yes, I'm back. Uh, Megan McCain, uh, former television host. So she she's not on the talk. She's not on the view. She's just an American conservative columnist, author now. So, and, you know, daughter of U.S. Senator, former U.S. Senator. Anyway, uh, Megan responded to that tweet, uh, which I believe would be my response out loud. She just said it in a tweet. Could you say something in a tweet? Yes. She just wrote it down in a tweet, and it was, go f*** yourselves. That's pretty much the way I feel. That's pretty much the way I feel. So I'm okay with you, Megan, doing that. Now, I will say, during all this Afghanistan talk, and it's been horrible, and we know that the... uh, um, Nazarene Fund has raised $30 million and they are over there helping Christians and the people who need to get out of Afghanistan get out of Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, you can listen to Glenn Beck tell you all the stories surrounding that and the struggles with that. But I was reminded of a bit we used to do in the beginning of Afghanistan 20 years ago. Before we were into Afghanistan, we were waiting to go into Afghanistan because that's all everybody talked about. We've got to go into Afghanistan. We've got to go into Afghanistan. We've got to go into Afghanistan. And we did a bit on the Glenn Beck radio program with myself, Glenn, and Stu at the time uh, out of uh, the mothership, 970 WFLA in Tampa, Florida. And we did a bit called Kandahar and Jalalabad. (laughs) <laughs> and whenever I see a map of Afghanistan and I see Kandahar and Jalalabad, this is all I think of. And so I'm going to play the bit for you. This is one bit. I was told there were 26 episodes, something like that. There were, you know, a couple of dozen episodes anyway that we did. So, I mean, it was a very popular bit, at least with us. But this one uh, I listened to earlier today and I thought I would share with you. And now, it's time for another exciting episode of the Middle Eastern superhero, Kandahar, and his trusty sidekick, Jalalabad. Think about it. Jalalabad, we have been instructed to strike as soon as the war begins. We else for this. So until then... We'll just watch CNN to see when it starts. Day one. This is CNN. The White House has announced plans to kill all children in Iraq. Jalalabad, I'm cooking up some potato skins. Would you like some? Day two. So we have to wait until this war starts, right? This is CNN. Today, more reports that conservatives are bad and liberals are good. Day three. No, we can't watch American Idol. Oh, this is worse than waiting for the DMV. Day four. This is CNN. Four people protested outside the White House against the pending war in Iraq. Also, 44,000 rallied for our troops. Day five. Holy, when is this thing going to start? Day 56. 
This is CNN. New polls confirm abortion is fun. Day 89. Hey, Jalalabad, can't wait for that Bill Clinton Bob Dole thing, huh? <laughs> Day 100. Day 156. Do we have to watch another episode of Trading Spaces? Day 199. This is CNN. New information confirms that Bush was selected, not elected, and it's also oh. a baby killing Nazi. Day 300. How much longer? This is CNN. Heterosexual sex is wrong. Day 301. Oh, my lord. Sandahar, this is almost as bad as that time you had to wait in line for those Michael Bolton tickets you wanted so bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Which reminds me... <clears throat> Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Sing it, Mikey. Think about it. Oh, please start the war. Please start the war. Start the war. George W. Bush, please start the war. Tune in next time for another episode of Kandahar and Jalalabad. Some of that stands up. Some of that still holds up good. Uh, just uh, some memory lane memory lane of Kandahar and Jalalabad and yet we're still in Afghanistan alright let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately You know, these are the only regular Coke Zeros left anymore as the bottle ones. And it doesn't make it doesn't have the same effect as a can. So maybe I open a can of whatever for the effect, but I drink the Coke Zero because I mean, until they're all gone, I like I bought <laughs> but these there was there was this was the last six pack of the original Coca-Cola Zeros or you know the one prior to this new brand. The new variant, and uh, then there were some two liters, and I almost bought all the two liters, man. <laughs> uh, but I didn't. <sighs> all right, I see where Kanye, my main man, Kanye, you know him, you love him. Uh, he is looking to uh, legally change his name. He wants to change his name from Kanye West, and I'll give you three guesses. Three guesses, and the first two don't count. What's he wants to change his name to? Does he want to change it to? I'll let you guess. I see. I see Chris look up. Chris Corby looking up from the microphone, going, "Oh, like he was all ready to guess." So Kanye West wants to change his name. He petitioned to change his name. Do you know the story? I do not. Okay, so I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. What Kanye wants to change his name to? It's got to be East, right? Wrong. Go uh-huh. ahead. South. Oh, see, the kid's name is North. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would you think that would be, you know. That would make sense. Maybe Compass or something, but no. Third guess. North. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. Come on. Uh, how about just Kanye? What's he called himself, What's he called himself on Twitter forever? Yeezy? Ye- Yee. Oh, Yee. Yee. Kanye Yee? Just Yee. I don't think he wants to have Kanye West or anything. He just wants to be 
Yay. That's terrible. It should be just Kanye, right? Just Kanye. You got Cher, you got Madonna, Kanye. Well, I like the Macaulay Culkin route, which is Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin Culkin. Yee. <laughs> so I'm not sure if the event that he had last night, if you were listening live to Chewing the Fat today, it is the 27th of August, 2021, Fat Pile Friday. Thursday the 26th was Yee's listening event in Chicago for the Donda listening events that he's been putting on. And uh, he rented out this gigantic venue and it's, uh, you know, he's having this big event and he's continuing his residency in Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz arena. But uh, he went home, he went back to Chicago at Soldier's Field. So apparently at this event, he... Trolls. Uh, the headline, I'll just read you the headline. Kanye West. I guess it isn't official yet. Ye, A judge hasn't signed off on the actual change yet, so it's still Kanye West. Trolls testifies and sets himself on fire. I mean, what do you think he is, Michael Jackson? Come on now. Set himself on fire. I don't think it was for real. I don't think it was for real. The event ended with West staging a mock marriage to a woman who was apparently soon-to-be ex-wife Kim Kardashian West, who, by the way, I believe is not changing her name. Oh, and he also set himself on fire, yet the show also featured heavy themes of religion and impassioned calls for prison reform. I mean, that's Kanye. I don't know why it shouldn't be a big deal. It's not, that is Kanye himself. And when he got done with the show, he flew back to Montana and, you know, rode his horse. So I'm thinking about changing my name. All right. So Kanye West wants to change his name to Yee. All right. So what if I change my name to Kanye East? Or you can call me Yor. What do you think? I... I want to do that. I think I'm going to start a Twitter. I, I probably have to do this before this show airs so nobody steals it from me. But I want to start a Twitter account, Kanye East. See if it's still available. Well, where's my phone? I don't even know where my phone is. Seriously, where is my phone? Holy cow. I can't live without my phone. Where's my phone? All right, so I can't find my phone, but Chris Cruz just walked by and he's got his phone in his hand. So see if I, I'm thinking about changing my name. Kanye's looking to change his name to okay. Yee. Yee. Right. I like it. That's just so, that's his shoes. Yeah. Okay, shut up. But the uh, don't invite me yet. here. The judge hasn't. The judge hasn't uh, approved, approved it. it yet. Okay. All right, so he's still Kanye West. Right. Well, yeah. But I was thinking about naming myself Kanye East. Kanye East. Okay. Uh, or but but since I you know I got to change my name to Your. Your. Yeah, like Your. Like why? Like, he wants to be Yee. Uh huh. I'm gonna be, be your. your. Okay. So, Kanye sells shoes. I could sell gloves. Well, you do have uh, Mumus by Jeffy. Thank you. So Thank you. you're already in the your. business. You're already Mumu's, in the business. Mumus by Jeffy or your. your. Yeah. Kanye East. Your. So, so is it available or what? No. So Kanye East is owned by this United States Marine Corps veteran. Oh, of course. Right? No, I, come on. Right? And then you you're... military people, man. And then you're... 
is owned by <laughs> uh, some form of Yas Raj Films. Y R. Yeah. What about uh? About you are. You are. Er. You are. Your. That is owned. I don't think that's owned by anybody. Oh. Oh no. Yep. That's owned by. You are, which is. You're starting to piss. Public service for. Seriously, you're starting. The state of Sweden. Well, the country of Sweden. Sorry. Thank you. Because it says state. Yeah. Well, there's totally. Yeah. Describe what they do internationally. He's a PR firm for Sweden. So do you want to be your? No, I want to just. Now you've ruined the whole thing. And I don't know where my phone is. And you're doing it. I don't know. I've been calling you. I don't know. Because I wanted an invite to your show to see like what we're talking about today. See if I can like chip in on something. I feel lonely, Jeffy. I really do. There's nothing to talk about. Okay. Well, it was nice being here. Yeah, it's great to see you. Yeah. Wish we could talk to you about something, but. We did can. I send you something last night? Did you talk about do that? You, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you did send me something, which I already had, but thank you. I appreciate it. Did you already talk about it? No. What was it? Al Capone. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> Dude, can we pull our money together and get, get some Al Capone stuff? I would like that. I, you know, I'm kind of a fan, even though he was, I mean, he was kind of a criminal. Define criminal. You know, this administration loves to define words. So you define criminal to me, and I'll tell you Al Capone. But it's his daughter, correct? His daughter. Well, Capone's three granddaughters are going to auction a letter he wrote to their father, a letter, a letter he wrote to their father, and his only child, Albert. Oh, the kids wrote to yeah. dad. Dear dad, when are you going to come home from prison? I'm Dear sure, dad, what, what an interesting. Letter. Should we kill the guy right. that you told? Like that's not Dear the. Dear dad, that's a letter I know that. you're losing your mind from syphilis, but should we still kill these people? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I stop. Those are the letters that I want. I don't want the letter <laughs> saying, "Hey, dad." <laughs> Would you like us to send us some more cigarettes to okay, right? So they got the uh, diamond, the yes. diamond jewelry with his initials on it. Okay, well that could be some photographs initials. and his favorite handgun. Oh, I like that. I like Ooh. the handgun, the Al Capone. How handgun. many hang? How many people have that handgun Zero. killed? Oh. Zero. Yeah, Al Capone didn't kill anyone except a few people. <laughs> there was that whole. Valentine's Day massacre. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't Do you know think you that his favorite know. his favorite handgun was there? <laughs> I don't know. Could have been, but it'd be fun to have. So apparently, there's gold trim porcelain. Ooh, like the some bathroom furniture, stuff? artwork, some figurines. What kind of person was Al Cabone in real life? He's got little figurines. Well, you I'll know, I'll kill you dead. <laughs> Ooh, careful! I'll kill you dead. Careful. His granddaughter might write a letter. Oh, it'd be worth something then. Oh, then there you go. Then go for we'll it. We'll sell it. Yeah, granddaughter of Acapone. People, people, people! We've got people to kill. Get me some new figurines. Uh, come on. October eighth. So where are we going to be? October eighth. Yeah, that's when it's going to happen. Well, we're gonna. We're, we're gonna, gonna be, be at the, We're gonna be bidding at the auction house in Sacramento. Uh, that's where we're gonna be. That's where we're gonna be. Look for us there. You can tweet me at not. You're oh see N O T U R. Ooh, here we go. Not er. Sweden will get pissed though. That's, just just, just that's, don't say someone has it. it. What? For Mumbai. 
They joined All Twitter. Right, these other nationalities. Are I starting know, to but it's funny off. you keep right. saying that because most of the stuff that you're making me search for are from a common name. Let's say in the Middle East, in the right. third uh, world countries. Eight million errs. <laughs> okay. It's the Mumbai's Mohammed or John Smith. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mumbai's your, which is why no, Kanye no. is trying to change his name. No, that's your, <laughs> right? He wants ye. He wants ye. Was he moving to Mahu? There you go. Maybe he is. Maybe he's going back to the motherland. Nah. I didn't think he'd ever leave. So anyway, I was uh, I, as long as we were talking about emails, and that email came through, and then I got this other email take talking about, uh, hey, I was listening to Stu Does America today, and uh, normally I would just stop reading it right there and think, why would you be listening to that god awful show? But this person points out, and I know that you're going to be listening to different shows and whatever the case may be. I don't know why you'd be listening to Stu, but okay. So he. Uh, points out in his email don't worry my wife asked me hey what are you listening to to which i replied chewing the fat with jeff fisher following the rules and i wanted to remind you if you have forgotten because i know sometimes it's easy to forget when you're a subscriber to chewing the fat which you should be a subscriber on whatever platform warms the little cockles of your heart when you're out and about and you have your headphones on and you are trying to interact with someone and they say, hey, what are you listening to? If you're a subscriber and you know, the answer is chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher, I don't care what you're listening to. I want you to listen to as many things as possible. But your answer must be chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. And I mentioned the other day that I had looked through the reviews in a while and I went to look at some reviews. And I thank you. Um, I'm a little disappointed that, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the reviews of the five stars, I have a 4.9. Uh, that's not five. Okay. I mean, thank you for the votes. And I, and I appreciate you doing what you're supposed to do. I'm told, I told you, go there, review it. 20 stars, best podcast ever. What does I'm rubber your glue do? 20 stars, best podcast ever. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, then we have uh, from, I won't tell you the name. Outstanding press play for hours and hours of Jeffy. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, that's five stars. Uh, I have uh, still the favorite. Great work. 21 stars, not stairs, thankfully. Amen. Amen to that. And I'll just leave with, um, let's see, what have I got here? Well, you know, this one is a little questionable for me. Um, Jeffy almost gave his life for this podcast. That is true. And it goes on, I really only should give this like 18 because Jeffy never likes the great content I send him on Twitter. Uh... If you follow me at JeffyJFR, I'm sure there are times when I have liked one of your tweets. 
And you may be thinking that's better than it is. Um, I'm not sure. Just saying. But I give it 22 stars since Jeffy almost died last December in his pursuit to have the best podcast in the world. So, I mean, there you're right. And by the way, um, I it was a couple of Decembers ago. Um, it was 2019, okay, not 2020. The 2020 thing wasn't a heart attack. That was just a lung thing. And that was in January, I think. But the the heart event was in December of 2019. And then, then I made it a whole year. And then 2020 came and I had a lung thing. And then we went into the pandemic. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a, no, no, wait. No, the lung thing, no. Then in 2021, so I made it a year, right? Yeah, because in, in 2020, I had the lung thing. No, 2019 was heart event. 2021 was the thing. The, the thing, right? 2021 was the... You know... The gallbladder. I had that removed. No, the testicle. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah, I don't think I didn't hear that. But the wife is, both wives have already, the first wife's got one. This one's got the other. I mean, you know that. But, uh, so now I've got to get the timeline right. So, right, the heart event was in 2019, December. Right? And then I had the lung thing. And then I had the gall, when was the gallbladder? Was the gallbladder before the lung thing? I don't remember. Holy crap, I'm falling apart. I quit. So I see where Elon is uh, trolling Jeff Bezos. Good. You should just tell him to quit his whining. Turns out uh, Elon Musk tweeted this uh, this morning, actually. Today, if you're listening live, the 27th of August, uh, 2021. Uh, Elon uh, tweeted, uh, turns out Bezos retired in order to pursue a full-time job filing lawsuits against SpaceX. Right? Thank you. Anyway, Elon just, you know, trolling a little bit there, and I like it. And remember Dylan Ruth? Dylan Roof. Did I call him Ruth? I can't remember. Dylan Roof is his name, right? He's the kid that killed the nine people at the South Carolina church, the punk that went into church and uh, killed those nine people. And he was the one where he worshipped with the parishioners, and then he started shooting up the church. And people were hiding under the tables and everything, and he continued to shoot, reloaded multiple times, fired approximately 74 rounds, reached one parishioner who was praying aloud, told her to shut up, and asked if he had shot her yet. I'm going to leave you here to tell the story, he told the one parishioner. Well, uh, he was given the death penalty. And, uh, you know, I remember uh, Barack Obama described the victims as good people, decent people, God-fearing people, people so full of life and so full of kindness, people who ran with ran the race, preserved people of great faith. Well, we believe that because they were in the church and they did not deserve to lose their lives of the 
Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. Well, his sentence was appealed, and they were trying to not, you know, give him the death penalty. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. You get the death penalty. We're going to juice you, no problem. He is in uh, Indiana right now at uh, the federal penitentiary awaiting uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, awaiting to make the uh, dead man walking walk. But uh, don't forget, <laughs> don't forget that uh, the the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, um, issued a moratorium on federal executions because, you know, the Justice Department wants to conduct a review. We want to conduct a review. Yeah, we don't trust really the courts and all the, we don't trust any of that. Any of the, the whole appeals process, we don't trust that. So you guys just stay on death row for a while. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. You keep that. <laughs> uh, I see, speaking of the Justice Department, I see where they have fined a Kentucky landlord and rental manager $50,000 for sexual harassment. So they announced that they've reached a financial settlement concerning accusations of sexual harassment against a Kentucky couple who managed a rental property. Why do these people never, why don't I've rented properties a lot in my life. I've never had anyone try to harass me. There might be a reason for that, Jeff. Oh, okay. So, um, these two people are ordered to pay $48,000 in damages to four female tenants and $2,000 civil penalty to the United States. Oh, that's good. We're getting a couple of grand out of it anyway. So the cranks, Gus and Penny crank, uh, are also prohibited from being involved in property management or rental units. Wow, we're taking their livelihood away? Yes. Yes, we are. So apparently, over a 10-year period, um, the husband, Gus Crank, allegedly offered discounts on rent in exchange for sex, which, if we stop right there, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. That's just trading. I mean, trading services. You need a place to live. I need some business. I'll take some business, and you can have a place to live. But then it goes on to where he made unannounced visits to the female tenants' homes. Yeah, you can't do that, bro. No, uh, can't do that. So they were accused and are accused of violating the Fair Housing Act, which prohibits discrimination in housing based on race, color, religion, national origin, sex, disability, or familial status. Well, wait a minute. I mean, that they weren't discriminating. Unless you didn't want to have sex with them. (laughs) So, apparently, sexual harassment in housing deprives its victims of the safety and security that their home is supposed to provide. Okay. All right. If you say so. The case was jointly litigated by attorneys in the Civil Rights Division, which in charge of the Sexual Harassment and Housing Initiative, Justice Department Initiative to Address Sexual Harassment by Landlords, I mean, uh, seriously, uh, since its inception, let's see, in 2017, the initiative has recovered $4 million in harassment victims. Okay. Uh, I still say, 
Uh, I'm I'm with you on the unannounced visits to anyone's home. You're not supposed to be doing that as a as a landlord. Okay, can't be doing that. But the trading a business for a place to live that seems like a, a transaction that I mean here's an idea. Hey, you need a place to live? I do. I do. I really need a place to live. Uh, you and your girlfriends. Uh, you want to live in this? two-bedroom apartment that we have here on the second floor yeah we really kind of like it and we like the pool and we like you know the parking that you guys got i'll tell you what um i'll let you girls stay here if uh we can have sex um no (laughs) no we don't want to do that we'll just pay you we have jobs and we don't want to do that and we're not we're not (laughs) we're not hookers (laughs) hookers <laughs> we're not sex workers okay is that harassment i don't think so okay good news for the u.s open and the united states tennis association because they're always looking for ways to work collaboratively 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 yeah that's right uh, with other Grand Slam events, the ATP, the WTA, the ITF, <laughs> the FU, any of the things that they're working together on. So anyway, it's good news for the uh, for the players, uh, the director of the Tennis Association. We recognize that ensuring the mental health of the players in this area needed to be addressed. Did it? I mean, the Olympics and What's-Her-Face have just put this whole mental health thing. What's her stupid name again? You know, the the, the gymnast. Hey, yeah, Simone Biles. Uh, You know, she quit in the middle of the Olympics for her mental health issues. So now we all have to address it, including, I mean, the tennis. We had What's-Her-Face in tennis. She She had to withdraw. Naomi Osaka, yeah, she had to withdraw because of depression what is going on you're a professional tennis player you're a professional athlete you have depression okay you can still do your sport do we need to address that on the court you know what no i'm really depressed well now they want to ensure the mental health of the players is addressed and they are taking formative steps to give athletes the necessary resources to compete at the highest level yeah because they couldn't have that before a professional tennis player wouldn't know to go into a quiet room when they needed quiet time. They wouldn't know that. Their managers uh, and, the, and their trainers, they wouldn't know that. But now, thanks to the, uh, the U.S. Open and all the Grand Slam events, they're going to be provided quiet rooms. And they're also going to be provided with the help of uh with the help of the open they're going to provide uh doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists to be able to better serve the athletes i mean they're the top they're the top of the world they're the top and they've got to we got to be able i mean would elvis presley do that would the king elvis presley who we lost by the way 44 years ago this year he was out there to work they worked that man to the bone did he need a quiet room 
well, no, he needed a, a drug room. But that was after. He still performed. They didn't have to stop. I, the story of Elvis is fascinating. And I talked to the author, Sally Hodel, uh, the author of Destined to Die Young, about Elvis Presley. I, it's an incredible book. If you have an opportunity to get it, you can go to elvisauthor.com and check it out and order it for yourself. It was fascinating. Destined to die young, if you're an Elvis fan, and I am obviously an Elvis fan. But uh, I talked to her uh, tomorrow, a uh, special Saturday podcast for those of you listening live on Friday, Fat Pile Friday, the 27th. If it's after Fat Pile Friday 7th, the next podcast in order is Sally Hodel, author of Destined to Die Young. You can find out more at ElvisAuthor.com. But the story is fascinating. His entire bloodline, the family problems, the issues that he had, it is incredible. And I don't think people uh, people have not given enough credit to the king uh, over the years. And the guy is still iconic. And no one is going to touch what he did or how he did it. Uh, and still doing it today. Anyway, uh, that's a special interview tomorrow. I'm looking forward to talking to Sally Hodel, destined to die young, uh, about the Elvis Presley story. I can't wait for that. And I can't wait for the new Krispy Kreme promotion starting on the 30th of August. <laughs> I know. Show your heart campaign. Two free donuts from Krispy Kreme. For vaccinated guests. Yay! You mean you're you're vaccinated? Yes, great. Here, have two Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm not sure how they're going to make you, uh, you know, the old proof of vaccination. So just tell them you're vaccinated and get a couple of donuts from Krispy Kreme. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.